Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Franchise Bible Coach Radio Podcast with Rick and Rob. I'm Rick Grossman, and I'll be your co-host today, along with my co-host, Rob Gandley. And we have a very special guest today, Dr. Danny McBetty from Lap of Love Veterinary Hospice. And we're going to learn about their incredible business model and learn some gold nuggets to help you run your business more efficiently out there. And so remember, folks, we're kind of at the tail end of what we call the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge. It's been a three-month challenge that we put together back when the COVID-19 first started. And we decided we wanted to do something to give back to the industry that we love, a way to help our franchise friends out there, franchisors and franchise owners get through this time, not only survive, but to thrive as business owners. And we've had incredible stories of innovation and participation and people helping each other and really just excited to report that uh, momentum is taking place. All things are pointing towards a, a strong recovery. We have more people inquiring about franchise ownership today than I think I've ever seen in my career. And so we see uh, that there's good potential for growth out there. So we'll get to more details on that as we get going here, but I'm going to turn the microphone over to my co-host so he can uh, thank our sponsors and kick things off with uh, Dr. McBetty. Hey, Rob. How are you, Rick? It's good to be good. here. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to dive right in and get started with Dr. Danny, but I do want to uh, mention our sponsor. We do thank them. And so I want to thank SEO Samba. Um, they are the makers and, and founders of the Franchise Marketing Operating System. It's built for franchisors and franchisees. And you can find out more about SEO Samba at seosamba.com. So with that said, Dr. Danny, welcome to the show. Thank you both so much. So happy to be here with you guys. Great. It's great to have you. And, and I got to tell you, um, I live in Colorado Springs and I moved here about 13 years ago. And one of the stats that I always stuck with me is that they had more dogs per capita than anywhere else in the country. Yeah. So they love their dogs. You can't really drive anywhere without a dog hanging out the window. Uh, right. so, and they love animals. I should say animals, but, but certainly I'm a dog lover. So I cued in on on that. But anyway, uh, it's great to have you on the show. Um, obviously, the listeners would love to know a little bit more about how you got started with the brand and who you serve in your, in your local communities. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I'm a veterinarian, obviously, and I volunteered for human hospice when I was in college, which kind of, long story short, led me into end-of-life care for pets. Um, when I first started Lap of Love, it was just me in Tampa, Florida, and I had graduated in a down economy in 2009. So this was a way to add, you know, just some, earn some extra income. But I think as most franchisors, you know, see is, is that I was, I was kind of good at it and I really enjoyed it. And not only that, but I enjoyed helping other people be successful at it also. So to make a long story short, um, I partnered with a classmate of mine who was in software before veterinary school. So she helped design our own practice management software, which allowed us to replicate the business model again and again. You know, every franchisor needs that platform that you can communicate with your team, you, that you can, you know, the point of sale, all that stuff. Um, so by putting that together, we were able to 
replicate the model. Um, and then we, uh, our franchise attorney, who's obviously been huge in, in this entire growth process, um, he helped us get through the corporate practice of medicine hoops, which are obviously very, very important for medical franchises. Um, so we were just really honored from the beginning to have an amazing team that we put together and everybody's still with us, you know, what is it, 11 years later. Um, so, you know, you asked who we serve and, and, and really who we serve are people that love their pets. That's who we serve. Um, you know, we, we provide in-home end-of-life care. So 95% of that is in-home euthanasia. There's only about 5% that's the actual hospice care, um, in-person hospice care. The rest of it is over the phone, helping families make the decision to say goodbye, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, we, we, we serve the people that love their pets as family. I mean, that's really the bottom line. Um, and then we've also been lucky enough to, to work with, gosh, now we're over 100 and 30 close to 140 doctors that also just get our mission. You know, we don't have to convince them. They just, they get it. It's who they are too. And so it's a very symbiotic, you know, relationship that means that everybody's kind of in this win-win, you know, relationship. Yeah. I mean, I have to jump in again, cause I went through, uh, I guess it was 2012 and 13 and had two labs and they were just good dogs, but lived their life and they just got old. And they both had complications in the end, but in put in that process, not having something like what you just described, it was, it would have been nice. And mm -hmm. I didn't know something like that. So it sounds like an awesome model, but I can see the need right there because it was, it was a hard process to work through, not knowing what to do. Yeah, no. And whatever happened first, I did, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and Rob, I mean, you're right. And what, what you just said is that it would have been nice to have that. And we hear that so many times. Like, I can't tell you how many times like, oh, I wish I would have known. I wish my mom would have known, you know. And now, I mean, just to kind of jump on, I think, you know, one of your, your questions coming up is how has COVID affected this? Before COVID, it, this was just something that people seeked out because they heard someone else did it in the home or they thought of it themselves. Oh, maybe we could have someone come to their home. But now it's almost essential, right, to have someone right. come to their home. And to not go out. Not only that, but unfortunately, a lot of veterinary clinics are not allowing clients to go into the practice with their pet for obvious reasons for the safety of everybody. So what that means is that that means kind of curbside where you pull up into the parking lot and then you call, they take your pet in and then they take your pet out. So a lot of practices aren't even allowing people to be with their pet during euthanasia, which is obviously heartbreaking. That's true. So that has definitely, um, you know, we were, we were flat for a little bit, but now we've really snowballed and we've been growing um, about 15 to 25% month over month, just over the past couple months. So it's been, it's been wow. big. Yeah. And Dr. Danny, how many um, locations do you have again? Oh gosh. So we have um, uh, almost 140 doctors across the country um, in about 65 locations and a little over 30 states. And not all of them are franchises. You know, we, we, we went the franchise route at the beginning, um, but in the past couple of years, we've started mostly going corporate owned uh, just for a lot of different reasons. Um, but we still have quite a number of franchisees out there that are, you know, that are living through their agreements. Um, and they're amazing. You know, we have, okay. we have such an awesome group of people. Nice. And are you still seeking franchise, new franchises? Not at the moment. Not at okay. the moment. We haven't been doing that. Um, and, you know, ours is a little bit different. Our franchisees have always been doctors. Right. Uh, we, we had two separate franchise agreements. Um, one of them where doctors actually bought in to have an exclusive area. And what the other one, there was no franchise buy-in. There was just an ongoing franchise fee 
based on the number of families that they helped. Okay. So um, that has been phased out and we only have our, uh, our exclusive locations still in order. Okay. Very good. Well, I know my wife teases me that I have uh, uh, an issue with my dog because she's on my lap all the time. She's a 10 pound Yorkie. And, uh, and she says if the house caught on fire that she'd find me out on the sidewalk with the dog as she was getting the kids out of the house. Right. There's, this, there's uh, nothing wrong with that. I know. I, I, what's wrong with her? You know, <laughs> seems like I've got my priorities in perfect order. And, uh, she says, well, what about the kids? I said, well, they've got legs. And she goes, well, the dog has legs too. And I said, well, but she doesn't know to get out. The kids do. That's you know. right. Get out. Right. And we tease. But uh, yeah, we, we have, um, you know, these, these members of our family. And unfortunately, they don't live as long as we do. And, and so it's something that we have to face. And it's inevitable. And it's, it's, it's uh, very, very hard for a family. Yeah. It's their only flaws. They don't live as long as we do. I know. I was just saying that the other day. It's not fair. Yeah, no, it's not. And, and that's why it's been, um, it, it, it's very interesting. At the very, very beginning, I had some people very close to me that, that would say like, you can't make a full-time job out of this. There's not going to be enough people, you know, that are going to need your help or, you know, better. Yeah. There's other doctors or other team members aren't going to want to do this full-time. So it was a very big discussion that we had at the very beginning is, is this scalable? Is this something where other, because clients get it. Like we don't have to convince clients of it. It's right. a matter of do they want to do it over and over and over again in the home? Because there are some people that don't necessarily want to be in the home. Um, but but also, are there enough doctors and now support center? We have an amazing group of people that answer the phones too. Are there enough of them that want to do this full-time and emotionally can do it full-time? Mm -hmm. And what we found is that we don't have to worry about what we call compassion fatigue in our group it's actually the opposite. Our group could probably write the book on how not to feel compassion fatigue. And if you look at human doctors and human geriatric nurses and, you know, nursing care, nursing home workers, they would tell you also that it's incredibly fulfilling that there's a thank you that you get back from families and from your, your patients that is just not, you can't compare it to anything. Mm -hmm. So it's, it really has been awesome to see that it wasn't just me that kind of got it at the beginning. You know, there are yeah. other people that, that feel moved by this work as well. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, and you already <clears throat> mentioned a little bit about uh, COVID. And of course, that's kind of been our theme over the fight for your franchise challenge over the last several months. And now we're kind of moving toward momentum and getting out of this time and, and seeing how things uh, are changing and innovations and ways to move forward. Um, tell me a little bit more about how COVID has affected your locations and maybe some of the innovations and things that you've done as a brand to kind of work through those things. You, you mentioned a little bit about that, but is there anything that comes to mind that you can share with the audience? Yeah, you know, and, and um, we're, we're very blessed for two reasons. We're blessed, number one, that we're in the veterinary profession because rarely do people stop caring for their pets. You know, it's, it's they may stop maybe buying I don't know, cars or something like that, but people don't typically stop caring for their pets. And we knew that throughout the last recession as well, to, to, you know, 2008, 2009. So we're very blessed for that reason. And we're blessed secondly, because um, we also do in-home care. So we don't have facilities that we have to shut down and that you know, you're reducing foot traffic that goes in them. The phone has kept ringing throughout this entire you know, past four months. So when, when, when COVID really hit, when everything shut down, um, the only things that we had to work through with our doctors was how do we keep everybody feeling safe walking into the homes? Um, so what we did is, is we, 
we stopped doing in-home hospice appointments because hospice appointments can take an hour and a half to two hours. They're very, very long and they're in-depth with you know, conversations with families. So we stopped doing that in the home and we moved them to, to the telemedical platform so that the doctors can talk to the families over the phone, over Skype, to try to look you know, and see the, the pet so we can give some guidance on what to do towards the end of life. Now, the euthanasias, um, again, the request for those, we, we did not dip at all. We stayed flat a little bit through March and then picked up again through end of May and then June. Um, so, but those, um, what, what we did do is try to move the, a lot of the interaction to the phone. So as the doctors, we would call the families and say, Dr. Danny, I'm on my way, I'm about 20 minutes away. But in order to reduce the time that we have face-to-face, -face, let's just talk about what's going on now. So we can, and I'm gonna explain the process just so that we can obviously reduce that person-to-person that -person contact. So we would talk about what's going on with their pet. Um, you know, a lot of people obviously want to feel that, that we're making the right decision together. You know, so we would talk about the decision that we were gonna make and then also talk about the procedure of euthanasia. So I would explain everything before we even got to the home. Um, and that, again, allowed for a, a nice and, and efficient uh, manner. But, you know, for a while there, and we're doctors, we probably know too much for this whole thing. <laughs> you know, for a while there, I mean, we had a lot of doctors that were changing clothes top to bottom, you know, between appointments and wiping their entire cars down. And, you know, now we know a little bit more about the aerosol transmission, so we can taper that back a little bit. But, you know, there's, we do go to extreme measures to make sure that the next family that we see is safe. And we have doctors in, in New York, we have doctors in Seattle, we've had doctors in Miami, you know, where there's big, huge breakouts. So we really had to kind of raise our minimum standard to meet um, the, uh, the, the requirements for each of those hot zones as well. Um, of course, everybody's dealing with people that, that um, are primary caretakers of children as well. So that's been something that, you know, we work through is helping our team members that didn't have another outlet um, to, um, you know, to be able to be home for their kids too. But that's been the biggest struggle is just keeping everybody on the road and keeping everybody inspired to help because it's also very difficult for our team when there's 10 people that need help and we can only help five in a day. That's very, very stressful for everybody. Yeah. Well, and that's been a theme we've seen time and time again, Rob, haven't we? With, uh, just about every franchise business out there, which is the customers need to feel safe and they need to trust you. And that whether you're selling them a hamburger or going into their home. So uh, anything that can be communicated for the listeners, anything you can do as a business provider to make your feel your customers feel safe and, and increase their trust for your business will definitely uh, bode well for your business brand for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, being doctors, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally, exactly. there's, a, there's a trust in the public. Probably shouldn't be too trusting. Exactly. Uh, you know what I mean? Throw the white yeah. jacket on and you're, you, you know everything, right? Right. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, no, exactly. Yep, yep. We don't, and we know too much, so. Yeah, right, right. You almost, you might, you might, yeah, exactly. But, but no, it is it's very important for the, for the customer, the consumer, the patient to all feel um, uh, more, you know, that you know, that you're on top of it, you have an answer for it, you're addressing it, you know, you're not just doing business as usual. And right. not yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's really been hard, because to that, to that point, you know, the trustworthiness, the relationship that we build with our clients, I mean, there are people that, you know, I've helped 11 years ago, I just talked to a family two days ago that I helped 10 years ago. And this was only twice that I went into their home, and they remembered me and, and I remembered them. So the relationship that we build in such a small amount of time is so big and meaningful.
And to that point, it's been very, very hard for our doctors, mostly for our doctors, to not be able to shake somebody's hand and give them a hug yeah. and lay your hand on them and just say, you know, because sometimes a gentle touch conveys more compassion and empathy than any words. You can't just sit there because, you know, I've, all, I've been in these appointments where another family members like it's okay it's fine he's out of pain it's okay it's okay come on get up now and i and i have in many appointments i've just said don't say anything put your hand on their back and just be with them you know but it's so hard to i mean we i was gonna say it's so hard to be with somebody like that without being able to, to touch them but but we all you know we all figure it out and we've just had to make make do but the hug is usually the the, the gift yeah. that we did that's like that's the payment that we get is like the yeah. hug and then the thank you and it's been so hard for our team and i had a doctor in, in new york actually tell me she's like she goes danny i've been i'm on the their, their little patio euthanizing their dog and they're behind the screen door crying you know just that that is a very it's taxing for obviously the family it's gut-wrenching but it's taxing for our team too because they now are an instrument of that pain for that family and it's difficult when you don't get the payment back of the hug and the thank you and you've been you know me and we get the words of course you know it's it's like that that'll never go away but it's been very difficult for our team to not be able to physically you know touch someone or be close enough to them to convey some really heartfelt, you know, empathy. Actually. So it's been interesting. Yeah. Wow. That is a lot to take in. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's heavy. I know. Yeah. It, it is. is. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, it, I had two dogs and within a year and a half, they both were gone and mm. it was a hard process. So I know exactly what you mean. And as I said, not having, not that the experience with the places I, I did that with were okay, but there wasn't what you described. Yeah. Um, and so that would have been nice. And now you're having to adapt that and at least temporarily why we, we follow some of these rules around social distancing. Right. So, well, Hey, that's, that's great. But tell us a little more about like your plans for the future. Um, so right now you're not offering franchises, but you are still looking to expand. Obviously what you do um, could be everywhere, right? We would love to see it be offered in every market so that every person like myself would be able to get that. So obviously there's no shortage of demand, I think, but how do you plan on getting this in, in, in other markets or with other doctors? Um, how do you see that going with this uh, pandemic? We, yeah, we, we do. We, we want this available to everybody. You know, we have proven over the years that when you say goodbye in home like this, you don't typically want to do it anywhere else. And that just, you know, that, that continues to snowball the desire that families have for this type of service. So we want to be everywhere. It breaks our heart when there's somebody that calls from a small town in Iowa, you know, and they don't have a doctor there. And, and I think the one, and listen, my husband's from Iowa, so I could say that. So my, a small town in Iowa, uh, my, my, my main goal is to have everybody have end of life in home, end of life care, available to them where they're at and and I, I i would love to tell everybody out there that it is frustrating for us when we don't have the ability to have a doctor in your area um but there is a national shortage of veterinarians we're actually not graduating enough veterinarians from vet school um to keep up with the demand so um, i mean there are large corporations out there right now that would hire two thousand veterinarians tomorrow if they could find them there just aren't mm. two that available so we would love to hire, I mean, I can name large cities, you know, 
New York and Tampa and Miami and Michigan. I mean, you know, Southeast Michigan, there's a ton of places, large metro areas that we don't have enough help. So that's a big vision of ours is to continue to find and bring on those amazing doctors that want to do this work, um, knowing that we're in a tough market anyway. I mean, there's only 31 veterinary schools in the United States and there's hundreds of medical schools. So that's one of the reasons why it's a little bit more competitive and because there's just not enough um, doctors out there. So it is, it's, and it's, it's very, very difficult for our whole team when we can't get to someone. And even Tampa, you know, where I live here in Tampa, which is where our headquarters are. And sometimes someone's calls just outside of Tampa and we might be able to help or we may not be able to help. And that's, again, that's very tough for, for us. It's a good hmm. problem to have though, I suppose, from a business standpoint. So. From a business standpoint, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's from business. <laughs> Wow. So do you have any favorite real world stories, like a customer story that's happened recently with this change? And oh, I'm sure there's tons of them, but I have so many stories. I'm actually working on a book right now of stories too. Oh, good. Um, you know, I mean, I, I so I, I only help maybe a handful of families a month now. Um, our very busy doctors will help anywhere from 80 to hundred families per month. Um, mm. So you know, I, I am, and I have family, friends and, and employees, that kind of thing. So um, I haven't seen a lot myself since, since, you know, this has all gone down, but I can tell you, oh shoot, I'm trying to think of a good story to tell you guys. Um, I helped a couple skunks one time. They were pet oh. skunks. Oh, wow. Yeah. A pet deer. Oh. Yep. Someone went to a flea market. You know, it's always a flea market story. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I was at a flea market and I got this pig or I got this deer or skunk or whatever. And now, you know, 15 years later, they're huge. And yeah, so um, some pretty interesting um, experiences for sure. A um, couple um, canine cops, obviously that's that's like, oh my gosh. Water yeah, water wow. Yeah, like the tears happen in that. Oh, <laughs> those, yeah. those, are, those, are, those are big. And then, you know, they'll, they'll have a sidewalk line with cops and they'll oh, drink boy. the tag and they put the, you know, put, put the, the retired officer, you know, in the car and yeah, it's really Wow. Cool. I've seen some of that on television with like, uh, veterans and, and police officers and things. And that's really emotional. Yeah. Really neat. We get, we get to be a part of a very, very cool, um, experience in life. Yeah. You know, it's not a lot, not a lot of people get to kind of witness that. And, you know, each of us on a personal level are only going to go through it a handful of times in our lifetime. But as doctors, we know we're doing it now, you know, thousands of times when you do just this work. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really awesome. It's, it's very neat to be part of it. I've been part of um, like Mason's ceremonies and Wiccan ceremonies and oh. everyone's got their thing. So everyone's got their thing. Everyone's got it. Yep. But everyone loves their dogs and their cats. Yes. And yes. their deer and their skunks. And their deer and their pot-bellied pigs. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's very cool. Not bad. Well, um, one of the last things we like to wrap shows up with, and, and you know, this might be, uh, it might be a combination of things, but um, is there uh, anything you want to leave with the audience, like a gold nugget or some tips for, now this could be a couple of things. It could be, for the audience that you serve, or it could be for business owners or people that are in your business, um, you know, dealing with this pandemic, maybe doing similar work, anything you want to share about your experience going through it, any, any tip or, or to leave with the audience? You know, um, one thing that we 
started doing recently is um, what's called a glow, glow and grieve. And th those words work in our business. They may not work in every business, but we have now on a regular basis, and it just kind of depends on, you know, if it's quarterly or monthly, we will send out this newsletter type of thing that talks about the, the glowing, so the amazing things that our team members have done and the stories and just really awesome things. And then the, the, the grieving things, maybe things we could have done better. And now a lot, we call it grieving in our business because maybe one out of 10,000 families will have a negative experience. And we all know that that happens no matter what. But with, with our team, it's typically something that has happened medically that we have no control over. And then they will tend to, of course, blame it on the doctor and blame it on something that we did. So I remind our team all the time. And when we do have complaints, I handle it personally. And I talk with them personally. And then I remain, remember, remind our team members too, that a lot of this, a lot of the anger that comes out is from the grief that people are feeling. So again, right. those words don't work in every single um, business, but they work in our business. And it also helps remind us about a, the amazing things that we're doing because we're always going out above and beyond, you know, trying to help somebody and do the, do an, an incredible job. But then also on the other side, even hearing about a negative comment that someone else received can sometimes have you be a little bit more diligent and meticulous about the service that you provide to the next person. Um, so I think that that's something that we've, we've started recently and I've always struggled with how to do that. You know, I want to share the negative things with the entire team, but I don't want to call somebody out and I don't want them to feel like it's, it's, you know, that they're taking it personally, that this story has been said. So we're kind of making it a little bit more of a, uh, an opportunity for everybody to grow. So that's something that I think is, has, um, has gone off very well. Very wise. Mm -hmm. no, no. Very wise. Well, that sounds like a, a needed service and we can't wait to see you on from coast to coast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. We, uh, we love our pets and, um, my Yorkie is eight years old. And so, oh, and, uh, I'm already starting to freak out about her. Yeah, they, she'll be fine. Don't worry. Yeah, they live a while, those little ones. It's the they live to like, they're like 20. You yeah. got oh, good. 20. I'm going to tell my wife. The doctor said there 20. There you go. Yeah. That's good. Good. Good to hear. Oh, now I can sleep better. Um, but yeah, folks, if you want to learn more about uh, the wonderful things that Dr. Danny's been talking about with Lap of Love, go ahead and check out their website and it's lapoflove.com, correct? Yes, it is. That's right. Yep. And we'll put you on our, our wall of fame too, on the fight for your franchise challenge page of uh, franchisebiblecoach.com. And you can click on that link and get through to their website as well. Perfect. Thank you. Sound good. Rob, do you have any final thoughts before we close the show? No, I tell you, it just, it was a pleasure. And, and like I said, I meant what I said, it, it is a, a heartfelt thing and, I can't think of a, a service that would be more impactful. I, I get it. Like, I wouldn't forget you either. I won't forget the interview. We could talk in 10 years. <laughs> Likewise. I'll be definitely looking. I'll be looking. Uh, I don't have my, my new dog yet. I, I've taken a few years off, but there's no doubt in my mind that I will have a best friend again like that. So. I love that. Well, we have, we have a, a wonderful team out in Denver. So. Good, good, good. Well, that's so good. Well, then maybe, I don't know. I don't know if they come down here. We're not that far. You might. For you. I know Dr. Dan. I interviewed her. You got to come down here. Yeah. No. Um, but anyways, no, it was a pleasure. And uh, just, you know, just want to thank the, the audience and thank our sponsor again, SEO Samba. 
for uh, helping us put this on and, and our partner Entrepreneur Magazine for supporting us and, and Franchise Bible. Uh, so again, thanks, thanks to everybody. Um, and that's about it, Rick. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Uh, thank you, Dr. Danny. And we look forward to following up with you at some time and seeing how you're doing. Uh, all that compassion for those pets and pet lovers out there is very important. Uh, folks, remember that uh, we're here at FranchiseBibleCoach.com if you need us for anything. And uh, even though we're wrapping up the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge, uh, we, uh, we're here for you. So check out our website, FranchiseBibleCoach.com. We now have uh, some very affordable memberships so that you can access our Franchise Bible Coach resources and coaching sessions at, at a very small monthly fee. And I announced this yesterday, uh, and we have a special going right now to kind of keep the momentum going where you can enter in the coupon code MOMENTUM2020 and you'll get 90 days of a free membership. So pretty, pretty irresistible there. So join us and we'll see you on the inside. We have a lot of exciting things coming up uh, for the next quarter here. So join us and we'll help you build your Zenith level franchise company. And thank you, thanks again to our audience and thanks to uh, Dr. McVetty. We appreciate you all participating in the Franchise Bible Coach radio podcast with Rick and Rob. And we'll see you next time. I'm Rick Grossman signing off. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.